0: Welcome to the m Show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon.
1: Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives.
0: We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle up your seatbelts and welcome to the m Show. It's the m Show Tuesday here on Dash Radio Dash Talk X. I am Bianca Banks. And I am Jasmine Shannon. And with us today, we have... Um wow, I can, this is like another really hard introduction for me to do. My daughter from another mother um wow, the one and only Justice Singleton.
2: We're so happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you. you. I feel like I could introduce myself uh, uh coming me to too. the virtual stage of audio is the extraordinary one in a million. Survived 2020 coming in box in 2021, beautiful black ghetto queen. That's, that's who I am. <laughs> I did Is that your cat? Yeah, I, you know, I got it. I got two animals because I was like, I'm not messing with nobody when this virus is around. So like, and I don't mean to be inappropriate, but if I want pussy, I'm just going to get a cat. You know, if I want cuddles, I'm just going to get a cat. <laughs> So now I got cat, dog, it's a whole thing. And, you know, it's I all mean, right, it's going
1: like, good. Yeah. That, was, that was very well said in the justice way. That's for sure how you would think. Like, let me just go get a cat if I want like, pussy.
2: Basically, you know who I am. You know who I do. I don't care I'm not messing with the corona.
0: <laughs> Girl. So last week, we want to touch on January the 6th for two reasons. Um, first, I was going, I was going into just to, just to share this with you. I was going into, cause you know, you and I normally have these deep conversations, justice, but going into from the fifth to the sixth, I felt a heaviness um, on my spirit. And I didn't know, where to where to navigate inside of that heaviness, and then um you know, I just found myself like in this foggy in this foggy space, and I say that because January sixth is of course your father's birthday, John Singleton, who we have to um always honor and always respect we love him, we miss him, um, I'm sure nothing can compare to the way you miss him. And going into that day, it was just, you know, I, I just had a certain um, solemn about myself. And then I turn on the news and I see this explosion um, in our nation's capital. And I'm like, this has to be on January the
2: 6th. <laughs> <laughs> well, for real, right? For real. Yeah. I feel like I feel like when I when I saw that immediately I wanted to get on the phone because my father was like the the only person I knew who religiously wrote uh, watched CNN. Like every morning was CNN. So I felt like, oh my god, I feel like I need to get on the phone because the first thing I could see my father dude was walking back and forth on the TV and be like, these white mother, they look at these white folks and like, like really yelling and talking to the TV in such a way where you would think like he would just pull up a bike and be like, look at these white people point out this and that. Like I wanted to be on the phone with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause uh, he, he always loved crazy white people, but I'm pretty sure that this would have been like the one time he would have been like, okay, maybe that's too crazy, you know? Like, these people need to come fuck down, you know, that type of stuff. So. Well, I think just,
1: just when it comes back to what we all, especially on the Black social media, Black Twitter, Black Instagram, it's like if the, the, the roles were switched, and it's like the apparent media um, evidence that shows, like, when the Black Lives Matter movement was going on, in the middle of quarantine and like all of the troops are standing there uniformed in front of the Capitol versus January 6th, where they're taking selfies and, you know, telling people to come in and just allowing people to bombard, you know, the Capitol is just, it's, I think that that's what this time has continued to show us is that, you know, there is no limit. For white privileged people, and especially people who follow Trump, they he has um, allowed them to think that they don't have rules. And I think that as a nation, we need to realize this and to and to continue to, you know, what's the word I'm trying to use? We just need to really enforce change. And I think that Biden becoming president is one of the best things that's going to do that. And hopefully, you know, I think it's going to be a long journey, but because they have a lot of mess to clean up, this is the most mess that I've seen that he's had to clean up since I've, you know, since we've been alive and seen all these presidents, but he's going to really have to, he has a big mess to clean up.
2: No, I wouldn't use the word best. I wouldn't use the word best. Here's what I would say. Okay. We gave a black man the world and white people went insane. We gave a rich white man the world and it got even worse. Now we give grandpa the world and we're just hoping that he pats us on the back and makes us feel better. But I don't think, you know what I mean? Like we need black grandma. I'm hoping that we get like Kamala is gonna be the person who pushes grandpa to not just pat our backs but to, to really put his feet to the fire, you know, because he really yeah. isn't the best. Like every time we just choose a nicer or I should say, like in this sort of sense of the world, what we just saw yesterday is a result of having the nice guy um, who who has everything be president for like four years. He's not nice. But like the idea is like, oh, he's like this yeah. rich, powerful man. He's going to. Like, all those expectations of who we think is going to be in power, and now we have this other dude who's like, okay, he really is a nice guy. It just doesn't, it's not too much change, you know? Um, people are calling him Obama part two. <laughs> so I don't know how I go about it.
1: I mean, I think that it's good that Obama is fully supporting the the, the new president-elect and vice president-elect, because I think it's how it's supposed to be. It's like Trump's kind of changed the trajectory of what being president is. He's broken multiple traditions. He's not going to the inauguration. He doesn't yeah. want. He doesn't want to support. You know, the, the yeah. new, the new people. So it just it's it's very very like evil moving. Even though that's just his opinion, but in regards to like respect and like the traditions of things, I'm glad that Obama is involved, which probably brings some t- Which is why people have some type of peace. Because we loved when he was president. Well,
2: can we talk about this thing that, okay, like, let's, here's the thing that is kind of crazy to believe, but, like, mm-hmm. millions of people voted for Trump. No matter what we look at it, millions of people voted for Trump. Half. Half and half. I it was- it was, mind you, my, dum- my dummy was like, oh, no, it's just a million. No, 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 it's more than a million, y'all. Like, people voted for him. And I had this opinion where, like, where did that come from? And I go back to like Reconstruction and the Civil War, which is all those people got to go back home and have babies, and their babies had babies, and their babies had babies. Like, we're still dealing with Southerners, past slave owners mm-hmm. who are in this country. That does not change mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I live in Louisiana y'all maybe in New Orleans right now I am in it's still called like this is a this is a free people color city right but if I go outside there's still plantations Mm
3: -hmm. so
2: I just feel like you know we you you, what we saw this last what we saw last week was like in my head I feel like dad would have been saying like well what do you expect like all these, all these crackers have been around since the 1800s, living their lives. They're, they they are our country. You know, we could all be different, but they are actually what the country is. What we're trying to make it is not the country. It's something different. It's something better. Right.
1: You know, we're trying to. So. We've been trying to change. We've been trying to change the norm.
2: So,
0: so I was talking to Justice about the show topic, and because the topic is. If they were black, and she was like, "Why do we even need to say that? Let's right. let's just let's just say if they were white, right? Let's just say that because you see the difference between, <clears throat> I mean, between the two. I mean that 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 to me is a bigger the, the fact that these people were able to make it into right. the Capitol building, into the seats of you know what I mean, the Speaker of the House or the Vice President set into the offices, those private offices, into the building, period, speaks volumes to me. And I think that, to me, is the bigger issue. The bigger issue is, why have we had peaceful protests on that mall and in front of that Capitol? We, you know, back when I was in college, when I was there, Justice, we had the Million Man March, we had, you know, all these other marches, we just had another Million Man March. They have... The, they have, if if not even the National Guard, they have the Capitol Police, and in some instances, they have the Army in place, ready to disband peaceful protesters. We're talking about people in the 50s and the 60s that were marching across, you know, marching from state to state with suits on, that were being hosed down, that were being um, pelted with bullets, that were being murdered, that were being you know, beaten to death in peaceful protests with suits on, mm-hmm. this was a bigger issue to me. This, the bigger issue is why are these people, and if, by the way, if you want to know who was in the KKK, just turn on and rewind and you can see everybody that was there. That, to me, is the bigger issue. Why was this group of mm-hmm. white supremacists mm-hmm. allowed at the direction of the president? Right, right. To go down into the Capitol building, which, by the way, was an inside job because you can't even access those offices. The building is made mm-hmm. to be, it, the building is a maze. You can't just go in, into the building and say, oh, there are so-and-so well, offices. You, you have to be directed. You have to know invited. where those offices are.
1: It's a message. He's sending a message. Like, y- y'all can do all this social media promoting about this and that, but at the end of the day, that didn't mean nothing
2: well let's think about this i want to go back again to history if we think of every single building that is aligned with our country whether it's the place the declaration was signed uh it's the capitol building the white house there are places that black people were in service to or outside of but never fully in i think Yes, of course it was an inside job. yes, of course it was incited by Trump. But no matter the way we look at it, our country is being built with white men being the people who who get to be in these places, into these spaces. And we don't and they don't call it, they wouldn't even call it a riot or an insurrection because what? They they belong there, right? They like no matter what we look at it, like, oh, white men were the people who wrote our 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 rights or took away our rights, or who built this country as they like to think. So then being in those spaces, especially the the most the most heartbreaking part was watching white watching black and brown people clean up after that after everything happened, they are all all that they know black and brown people to do is clean up. And support white people. And I think we need to think bigger. And because I said they are white, not if we were black, because the only thing that matters in this country is the fact that if you are white, if you are black, it doesn't matter because I'm white. That That's the whole mentality that they have. You know, I'm I can not- do this. I'm white. But if you were black, nah, 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 nah. you know, that's not a part of America's identity. America's identity is white man who's got A job, upper mobility, a a wife and two kids, boy and girl, a house and a car and a garage. That was the country for so long. Honestly, if we think about BLM, and I'm gonna be real honest, like BLM has only been really jumping at it for the past maybe six, seven years. All those like when when Trayvon and was it 2012? Like those years where BLM wasn't even recognized. As like a full on struggle, right. but right. we're using that compared to hundreds of years of whiteness right. that allows them to go through uh stone Georgia and lynch people that allows them to go through Tennessee and burn people's homes that that has that that right there is like a mountain of whiteness mm-hmm. that we're comparing to like the last ten years of BLM when our country is white period. It ain't mixed, even though we all are mixed. It's not right. identifying as mixed, you know. That's why we got Joe Biden, because it's still white. <laughs> and then, a white right, with,
1: with a sub black, it's a sub black person. It's she's not top, but she's there.
2: Oh, well, she's there? She, but she's not. <laughs> no, but like, who is the face of America? Who is the face of America? The white man. Because, and if we, if we could put faces on it, no matter what we're looking at, you're looking at, remember the, you guys remember in school when you had to make like people who hold hands?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. That reminds reminds me of us, hands across America.
2: Yeah. And you had to make white men, white women, black men, black women, all hold hands in a little circle. No matter what, everyone was like, well, you got to put a white person in there. Because right. then it's not real equality if there's no white person in there, you know? I think that's a problem, like, we're requiring whiteness in everything. And right. white people are requiring it in everything.
1: Right. You know? I think that's- you make a really good point when it comes to what the society and what our nation's norm is. And at the end of the day, like what you're saying, the Black Lives Matter movement and promoting Black excellence has only- it's, it's, it's a baby. Compared to the full grown practice of the white man or woman being above the minorities Our like what she's saying. The country, our country has practiced more white privilege than it has supporting minorities to be just as great as white people. So, so like what she's saying, we, the, the work that we're trying to get done is going to take years and, years and years and years and years and years to really be a normal thing. Cause at the end of the day, We also experience racism, even though it's we are able to buy our own homes and even though we're able to walk into a place and use the same bathroom. Obviously, it's evolved from that. But it's it's now it's a secret. Now it's like, oh, we're going to be sneaky about it. Like, oh, okay, he wants uh, this celebrity wants to uh, wants to uh, sue this company that probably underground pays for all these other companies. Okay, well, we're going to cancel him because we need the money. Or, oh, okay, well, he wants to be the CEO. Okay, well, we're going to cancel him because he's Black and he can't be great like us. But we see that every day.
0: I just think that this country has so... I mean, we just have a long way to go. You know, like uh, this morning I was doing... um, Helping my son with um, a test. And it was... The test was about the Indigenous uh, tribes, Native American tribes in California. And, right, exactly. We, can't, we have to laugh at that, right? And and it was saying, and it was like talking about how the tribes basically hid, they had to hide because the white men, and this is how it was versed in the text, um, they would come to the camps and they would steal the tools and the supplies of the Native Americans. And, and then... This one particular Indian that was like the sole survivor of a particular tribe was then moved to like um, somewhere near Stanford to like so they could do tests like they could, you know, learn about the, you know, their culture and such and such and this and this and taught them this and taught them that. And I'm just like, are we I mean, this is like a systematic issue of like, again, what what is the face of America? Mm -hmm. Is, Is the face of America that eagle? That is that what it is? Yes. The evil. <laughs> because I'm like, you, again, this country was built on oppression, you know, and, and stole and stealing and, and, and power, you know, and
1: like and downgrading other people for the color of their skin. I mean, that's just, I'm so I know. My mom. Okay, I'm just
0: kidding. And, you know, and it's just like. The bigger, I mean, what, again, like, yes, we, we have been afforded certain privileges. Okay, let me let them buy a house. Okay, let me let them do this. Let me let, because that is still affording um, privilege to their pocket. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have anything to do
1: with us. Right. And I think just the begin, like the beginning of when Black people were, were freed, it, it, that, that transition alone speaks to what we're dealing with now, but just on a different scale. Like they weren't mm. slaves anymore, but okay, you can live here and eat our food, but you gotta clean my house, take care of this, take my kids here, do this, and then you can you can be free to an extent, but you gotta live here still. But you can still eat our food though. It's like it, it's always been like a baby step. It's never like okay, we're wrong. It's like okay, we you don't have to be on on in the on the plantations anymore, but you can kind of be like us, but we're still above you. It's never been, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's always been, like, we some type of, it, it always has to be some type of, oh, well, just,
2: this is A your barter. place. This A is barter. your place.
1: This is your place.
2: So, I'm gonna say what I think should happen. I think we need to rewrite the Declaration of Independence entirely, And I think we need to start doing it, um, in a sense of like, not because, you know, the words are all man should be created equal. And, and I think we're not, and we're not getting to the part in which this country was built on oppression. Every country was built on oppression, but every country has also had a revolution since then. Um, Every Most of the countries have, and if they haven't, the U.S. has made sure they have. Um, So I think we need a revolution. I think we're, within the last even probably more eight years, we're in the midst of our revolution. I think the next four years, as much as we want Joe to pat us on the back, we're going to be further into our revolution. Um, I think the accountability is rewriting all the terms and conditions of the contract we signed being born here as Americans. Because I think you're not just, when you raise white children, hey, you're an American, you're already embedding some sort of toxic thought based off of your ancestry. When you raise black children, you say you're an American, you're also embedding them with a toxic history because the only thing they have tied to their American conditions is slavery we need to start saying hey if you're going to be in this country and you're young this is what you have to look forward to and it's not the american dream unfortunately not everyone right but but it should be right it should be in a requirement i i um i teach a a workshop to teens it's a creative writing workshop that has become political racial social cultural and it's all around black history and one of the main things that i've heard from these kids is when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, why did I inherit this this quote-unquote poop show, right? Why is it like this? And they inherited it, right? So it's like, I think of this as like, if I'm giving something to my kids, we need to give them something cleaner, something more pure, less toxic than all the other stuff that they've been given before. And I don't care what anybody thinks, if that means... Corona got to get rid of the million that was going in the Capitol. I'm sorry. God forgive me, but it may need to happen because look, I'm going to be real. And I know this is very, very, very messed up, but sometimes we need to cleanse the energy of this country. And I think, and I'm just going to say, there's a lot of countries that had to experience a lot of death before they could see the other side of the light. And I'm tired of this Miss Corona going after all these black and brown people so I, yes, I am hoping it was a super spreader and, and I'm hoping that it gets the people who needs to get, because in the end of the day, these kids are like, they want, they want a new slate. They're coming into it where they're like, why is 400 years of oppression on my shoulders and all I'm doing is going to school. Um, And even the white kids, they, they're in this shit and they're like, Damn. I didn't know my great grandpa owned slaves. Well, shit, he owned slaves. I gotta make myself look good, you know, because I come from that family. Um, I think we're just. I think, and again, your child, your child learning—it's one part because you should know the root of of who was here, right? But the idea that oppression needs to be compared from a a a brown and native thing to a white thing, where like, oh white people don't experience oppression, but all the natives and blacks and brown suit, that is a bad, that's a mentality that does carry into um, mm-hmm. our raising. You know, I'm not saying I want our kids to be ignorant, but I want them to learn that it is equal. And when I was going to school, when they asked me, well, how did the pilgrims feel, um, you know, to, to, to get the natives sick and to take advantage of them? And how did the slaves feel, to be slaved. And all I had to say was they were mad and they were sad and it makes me mad and it makes me sad. That's literally my how my dumb ass responded to it. But like that mentality is still how I feel. I feel like it's only gonna make me more depressed and further into how can I jump over this huge mountain mm-hmm. that you built in my education, that you built in my workplace. You know what I mean? Like you build it, you break right. it, you know? I don't know. That's no, that's
1: that's, not- that's <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. I, and I think that brings me to a place which is something I've been discussing and we've discussed multiple times on the show, is our education system and how history classes are being ran and what these American history books I wish history honestly was canceled. I don't even like that 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 subject. Because it's mem- you're it's training us to memorize something that they want us to know. They're only teaching us. I mean, history is more than just a textbook and a year of taking tests and midterms. It's way more than that. I honestly rather history be only field trips. Take us to the, you know, take us places to make us learn about, I don't even know. I just think that they need to reconstruct the way that education is being ran and what you're teaching. I I mean, because we cover what, black history in one class? But then you want us to know everything else about why the white man's on top and why the black. That's literally how it's set up.
2: Do you guys know that out here they take the kids to plantations?
1: On, on field trips?
2: They take them to cotton plantations.
0: Wow. I took Jasmine to plantations when I was out there.
2: No, no, no. But as kids, hey, I'm going to show you this plantation. Here's a bag of cotton. You pick it. It was a huge thing in Louisiana and in other parts of the South where it would, they would take kids to plantations. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can take a kid to a plantation, you might as well take them on a trip to Europe. <laughs> like, like, if you really want to show them something different. But right. like, yeah, the education history, I will say this. I'm a history person, but entirely based off the fact that I feel like history, certain parts of our history is great. Mm -hmm. It is great. The parts that are not good need to be archived Mm
3: -hmm. and sort of
2: locked somewhere. Because if you give people the right to go into their trunks, I don't care who they are. Um... And to reveal to them their past, they're going to get stuck. These people who got in their trunks and said, oh, grandpa got a confederate flag. What's the confederate flag? Let me look at the confederate. Let me carry it. It gives them choice to go to the past versus look towards something. It doesn't matter who you are, you know? So, yeah, you're right. History should not be, it shouldn't be reflected on. Because we all, we're all stuck in it right now. Honestly, I feel this way about black people, too. There's not a black person I know who doesn't remind me of slavery every day. Right. Unfortunately, so like, I'm not saying it doesn't, I don't need to be reminded, but I know, you know. Well, I, I, think, I
1: think the underlying message with that is the fact that what's been going on in our society and that there, it, we're still experiencing some form of slavery. It's just in a system that covers the bluntness of you're not worth as much as me. And even like, even like in places like Oregon, I, li- I mean, you know, I was in Oregon for seven years. There's 1% my, like African-Americans in Oregon. When I was there for seven years, I didn't experience racism, but I experienced a lack of knowledge ignorance, and ignorance. And it, and it, but it was like, it almost seemed like it was like a, a hypnotized, like version of what of what Black people are, and like it's like they didn't even understand culture. They didn't know,
0: girl. They didn't know who MC Light was. They didn't know who MC Light was. They didn't know that
1: they thought they. One of my teammates in college was like, "What's catfish?" I, I'll never forget this. What's catfish? Is that like a Black people fish or something? Because you don't like salmon. And like salmon's like a really known fit. I'm just like, what? But like, with a smile on her face, like, not being a, a, a bee, no, not being mean, like,
0: genuinely
1: asking me if catfish is a black person's fish because they've never had it and they are grow- and they grew up in Oregon.
0: Well, that's, but that's a very like innocent,
2: yeah, uh, innocent, too, you but know what I mean?
0: Because, because we wouldn't know about like certain cultural dishes, maybe like certain um, Jewish dishes or things like that, or certain traditions. Yeah, but just that, but like, it's not a, it's not a black person's food. Right, but they did not know that. And that, and that comes from the parent. That comes from teaching. So So again, back to education and history. So again, but the parent is responsible. So like, for example, Mm -hmm. Justice with you and, you know, Jasmine, we try to give you... every everything to expose you to all cultures, all all walks of life, all you know what I mean, education, all you know, there was there was no stone left unturned because we wanted to be able to provide a level of I guess
1: knowledge. Knowledge,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> well and I think to...
0: exposure.
2: Well I was gonna say to get to that, you know, going back to my dad, like my dad was like, his American was so like, I have, I have like, I laugh at it now. But I'm also like, didn't really tell me that I was going to school and he'd be like, yeah, like, you got to focus in school. You got to do just as good as the Chinese and the Indian kids do in school. They're the best kids in America, right? Like in America, he'd be like, you got to do this, you know? And he didn't he didn't down our Blackness. He'd be like, no, Black people are the most brightest and creative people on this planet, period. Mm -hmm. He already knew that. But he'd be like, if you want to get up within your intelligence, within this sphere in which people thrive and they make money and they handle their business, you have to be like these other cultures. He never said I had to be white, right? And when I grew up, I'd be like, okay, why do you want me to be like the Chinese? And why do you want to be like the 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 Indians? And then I would study Indian culture and I'd be like, oh my God, I get it. They have their family. And by the way, obviously India is going through literally the same thing, if not worse than us. But there's a certain fam- family dynamic in which they all are, are part of the same uh, economic background. If you do good, okay, great. My, my mom does good. My aunt does good. You know what I mean? Like, in Chinese culture, your your education and your job matters more than anything. It's not your side hustle. It's not your art. It's that those two things. If we had the mentality that these other cultures had in our country, and it wasn't based off whiteness, we would—and it was, I guess you'd say, in, in united— we wouldn't have these issues. But there is a lot of mentality where like on the West, you know, everyone's in the arts. You know, in the South, everyone is in service. In the East, everyone is in um, economics or some sort of like, you know, white collar industry. We're so separate in terms of what our goals and our purpose is, but it's all under America. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I want like a sort of communist rule, but having some sort of, hey, this is what our goal is. If someone told me, because I've been doing this and maybe this is a message that y'all should do, but like everyone should make a statement, a purpose statement, and they should stick to that statement. But if America made a new purpose statement and said, hey, we promise this to every single one of you guys, if you do this, we promise you'll get there, we wouldn't have these issues. China's promising everyone is going to have no more than two kids and, and they're going to make this much money a year and y'all going to get free hair care. The same thing with Canada. Same thing with these other European countries. We need promises. We need purpose. We're all out here not knowing what our purpose is because the America has not given us one. So
1: Yeah, it's like, come here. This is the melting pot. You're free. You could do whatever. That ain't right.
2: That ain't going do anything.
1: Because it gives, people, yeah, it gives people, and then something else that, um, and then we gotta pay for it, right? And then we don't know where the money's going. You want to, you want to have nine
0: kids? We gotta pay for it,
1: right? Like even when this is in a J. Cole song, he he talks about, okay, I'm giving money to to America, I'm giving money to the government, but why? But we're in 2021. Why isn't there an app that shows me where all my money is going? I need, I want to know, because because you could do that, you just don't want to. You want to yeah. you want to keep us in the dark, you know what I'm saying? So,
0: so this 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 whole notion of the twenty fifth amendment, invoking that and removing the president. Um, I mean, I definitely think that there cannot that this cannot go undone. I don't think his gesture can go un. Addressed or unpunished, even if it takes you know a couple years, I think that there definitely needs to be a form of consequence for this action. But I don't think that it needs to be erased. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you need to remember this stain mm-hmm. on the country. You you have to understand that. Something like this. This has never happened since what the eighteen hundreds or something like that. eighteen
2: mm-hmm. fourteen. Well, no. Well, you mean in the insurrection? Correct. Uh, yeah. The last time it happened was in North Carolina.
0: Right, and I.
2: Think, I think that okay. So, what do you guys think should happen?
0: Do you? I mean, obviously, he should. To me, he should be forced to resign even if he has like a few days left, I don't care. Is that going to happen? No, that's not going to happen.
1: I, I don't know.
2: Uh, well, yeah. so let me, can I give you guys like a little bit of history background? Okay. So when there, when there was an insurrection a hundred years ago within a city, they didn't acknowledge it afterwards. Um, and matter of fact, it was like a hundred, it was like, uh, you know, uh, North Carolina had mostly black people within government and a, a hundred of them were killed. Like dozens of them were killed. And the members of that party became, uh, Republicans,
0: the Republican party.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and so no matter what we look at it, Yes, we do have to hold this president accountable. We have to remove his p- pension and make sure he, become, he, he becomes unprotected. But it's everything, after, it's everything after you do that that matters. Um, it's not enough to leave it onto the FBI to help people accountable who entered the Capitol. What is huge on this, which makes us big, and, and I was talking to my mother about it is, uh, Washington D.C. is not a state; it's a city. It's under the protection of of the people in the city, but it needs to be its own state. I think that that needs to change. I think the people who are within the Capitol Police, they need. I think almost the whole entire system of the police state, and if we're just talking about the country, needs to be, um, uh, obviously rehabilitated, if not broken down. Um, but just think about it. This is why it's huge. The people who are supposed to protect our democracy helped supremacy. It doesn't just it doesn't just depend on the city, one city, it actually goes on to the entire state. So I think to ignore the fact that Capitol boli- Police had this ability, to ignore the fact that Louisville had this ability, uh, you know what I mean? Like to just it, it's a trickle effect. I think whatever we do after this moment, in which the president does get removed and the, which we have Joe Biden, we're looking at dominoes. Because if you don't, if you don't hold accountable the entire police state, if you don't hold accountable um, the Republicans who were like, yeah, we're still gonna, you know, fight this election, all that stuff is going to. I I think it's further going to cause the fire into this fight and going to lead us into civil war because without accountability a hundred years ago, those same people didn't just join the Republican party. All those people who, who, who created those same issues had children. They had children who ran, they spread out. Like you don't let, what is it called? You don't let, what is it? uh, A wound fester. Like, no, like we need to sew this shit up, excuse my language, but it needs to be, it needs to be done. And I think it's laziness. Like y'all have all had to deal with someone who was like, well, instead of doing this, can we do this? Instead of, instead of going straight, can we, can we go around? They can't, we can't Mm -hmm. go around this issue. Um, And I think people know that the people know that, but I think people in government know that now because they all had to just crawl up and be like oh we in danger too you know (laughs) right Um,
1: and that's the scary part it's like it's
2: not like even
1: though from the election we saw that it was really divided because like you said it was very much just as many people I mean obviously less voting for Trump as it was for Joe Biden but it's like at this point he's saying none of that stuff matters because I'm still president and I'm still crazy and
0: that, no, but you're right. You know, it's like, as soon as it turned on them, they were like, oh, shit. Right.
1: They're
0: <laughs> like, we're in danger, too. Shoot. When they had to go to those tunnels. It, and you know, all of them, like you're saying, they're all 70, 80 years old. You know?
2: 60, 70. For real. Wait, before, because I know I know that I'll be jumping off soon, but I also want to acknowledge, like, Martin Luther King's birthday is next is next week. Actually, technically, it'd be, like, today. Um, <laughs> So... If we think about the leadership that like has been taken away from us, they all warned. um, Even Malcolm Martin, they all warned that something like this has happened. And so, like, there's some bit of like proudness that is hitting me Mm, because if we think about our ancestors and like we all know we got that sixth sense. I hope you guys all know there's a sixth sense. If your grandma had it, you gonna have it. And so they saw things way before it ever happened. Yeah. So I just feel like the message that I try to share the most, especially to my kids, is we can predict the future. We can actually manifest the future. Because Martin's dream about white, little white boys and little white and black girls holding hands, I'll tell you, there's a lot of mixed relationships that they end out right now, but they happen. And his dreams is true. Um, the same way he talked about, you know, white, white supremacy and, and black protesters being assimilated as the same thing. He had a huge issue with that. And he was like, we're not the same thing. That's all being discussed right now. So just the message being like, we could have all these problems of like, oh, if we were black. But I'm happy that our mothers raised us to not get into that stuff. Right, because that right. makes us different, and that makes us more responsible, and th- that is what made us is, has made us Americans is that we have responsibility and we have accountability, and we don't go crazy, right? You know, when everything else is crazy, because we know how to do it, we know how to hold it down. You mm-hmm. know, we just need to teach white folks to just give up. We just need to teach them to give up,
0: and amen. They're, like,
2: They're not giving up.
0: Amen. I know you have to jump off and leave us, but it has been such a pleasure to have you. You always have that voice that I need. We love you.
2: Uh, (laughs) For real. I like this radio show thing with the mama and the daughter. If me and my mama had a radio show, it would be dirty. I mean, (laughs) my mom shares so much tea on here. You got to get my mom on here. She got stories. I know. We got to get her on next week. But I appreciate this. I'd love to do this some other time with y'all. You guys know you're my family, and I love you, guys. We love, love, love you, you, too. I'll call you soon, Be blessed. Be All right. Bye, this. y'all.
0: Be proud.
2: <laughs> Stay blessed, y'all. Stay blessed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You know, and so my question is what should happen? I mean, he should definitely be to me, I think they, they need to make they need to force him to resign. Like I saw um, today, that a couple of golf courses that were um, or a couple of tournaments that were having their tournament at the Trump golf courses um, or like other events that were taking place at the at Trump properties, they pulled out of those events, and I think righteously slow. So I, th- you know, he's been banned from Twitter, Instagram, all social platforms. I agree with that, and I, I just don't think it's fair that these actions go undone. Yeah. So I definitely think that there needs to be consequence. I, mm-hmm. I, I and, and back to Justice's point, like him not having, because if you're impeached, you don't get the benefits of. Well, I don't. I don't think that. Yes. I don't think that he should be able to go through life and have the benefit of the Secret Service. I don't think that. I don't think that him or his wife or I'm not sure. I don't think the children receive it because they're adults. So I think it's like if you're a minor up until Mm. the point where you're, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's like a certain age. So like Obama's kids probably still have it. Yes. Mm -hmm. They still have it. Um, but then it's like you can hire and he 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 can afford to. You can hire your own private security. I don't think that the nation should be protecting this individual. I don't think the government should be protecting this individual. And I definitely don't think that they should drop the ball. I think that no matter how long it takes or would it however many hearings that they need to have. Like there were some hearings yesterday. They were trying to, you know, um, trying to invoke certain amendments, I think that those need to happen. I think that he needs to be, I mean, honestly, like Nixon resigned because, you know, he broke into the office and he did shady behavior. Nixon resigned and he had enough respect to know, you know what? Like, I'm so, I'm so deep into this. Let me let just, me just say, you know, answer. but we already know we're dealing with a narcissist. We're dealing with, you know what I mean? Um, A dictator, really. And I think that he definitely he's not going to resign so he would have to be pushed out of office and honestly I mean I don't I mean I would I would just think that you know I think a lot of people worried about Obama and his safety mm-hmm. and, and you know I'm like I think a lot of people need to worry about Trump for sure and his safety
1: and he has so many properties they're gonna try to blow up those properties because and with those, those properties those
0: same people they can turn on him too which I wish they would. Why don't they go take over Mar-a-Lago? Why don't they go take over his private residences? Why don't they, you know, what I mean, storm the Trump Towers? You know, and and again, these are people that would not that he that he would not break bread bread with. He does he does he would not have those people in his home for dinner. He wouldn't have anything to do with those people. See, and it's funny because it's like brainwashing. You look at you look at when Trump
1: was first. Elected and how Obama still went to all those, you know, he should have never went events, sat next to him and his wife with the, you know, even though they both didn't want to be there. We all knew they didn't want to be next to them. But it's like he has some type of etiquette and respect for the job and for our country, talking about Obama, to where. Obama, Bush, Clinton, right, like to where he has his feelings about Trump, but still knew the job that a part of his job is properly welcoming well, in the next
0: president because he's presidential, right? He's presidential. He has the Rolex. Like he he has the Rolex.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Trump does not have the Rolex. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much you buy the Rolex.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't. You can't. It's you, not can't presidential. you can't. You can't. You can't wear that with dignity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's just you know it it it's, it's heartbreaking and I you
0: know I'm just I really interested like, to know how much sentencing these people are going to get. That's what well, I'm so. Did they do, capture
1: know. them
0: or not? So some some of them they did, but basically over the summer this is this year. You know, somebody told me the other day it seems like 2020 took a wig off and put a new one on. I feel like over so over the summer we saw people tearing down um, statues that, mm-hmm. um, that referenced the Confederacy uh-huh. and, you know, and we saw other governments um, um, going against and, and um, basically turning on the, on the Confederate flag, you know, that they were changing their policies on, you know, on these things, mm-hmm. on these markings.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so because of that, Trump, um, he signed a new bill that basically said if anybody was to deface or destroy these statues, that that's a federal felony, and so they get an automatic ten years. Well, that all of those things, mm-hmm. those were all federal felonies, right? So I'm so interested to know. I mean, honestly, there was more of a plan in place and more of a, 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 a tactical plan in place when they stormed into Brianna Taylor, Taylor's house mm-hmm. in the middle of the night mm-hmm. when she was sleeping Then the Capitol Police. Well, and it's like Trump's doing everything that like a president can do but shouldn't do. Like, And then you just go and uh, uh, release all those people from jail. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Then the you're just going to
1: release all those people from jail.
0: I'm going to go get me some blood soaps. I'm going to make some Shout spaghetti. out to Kevin blood soaps. And I'm gonna sit and watch this inauguration, and I can't wait to see what's gonna happen because they're saying I got an alert saying that they're gonna that they were going to they're gonna come back to every capital that day and finish the job that they started to every capital in the nation.
1: Well, then why don't they just do a virtual inauguration? I'm afraid I don't want I don't because because when uh, he had his little on the day that he was uh, that he won. And they put out the confetti poppers. He got scared. He, he was scared of the confetti poppers. Remember mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. He thought someone was coming for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's just do this all virtual. Let's just COVID it out. Mm-hmm. And tell people they can't gather, at you know, and just stay home.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's just like if, the, if people mm-hmm. who support Biden are there too, they're going to be in, in danger too. Mm-hmm. So, well, actually, no, but I think this this year will be a little bit different. They're not they're not going to have a, a mass inaugural yeah. mm-hmm. ceremony because they can't because of, of, COVID. of COVID, right? So,
1: you think it will be smaller? Oh yeah, it has and most definitely. I it think it should be, be I indoors. I don't even
0: think they're going to have um, a public like audience or anything. Yeah, I, I think it, think it should be indoors with security
1: and like just him and his family. And, you know, on, but I'm they thinking. but
0: they did say that Obama and Clinton and Bush would were to attend. Oh, yes. Um and that Trump obviously is not going to attend and I you know, and Biden was like, Thank God and I agree with that. We don't need you here, we don't want you here. Like it's gotten to that point. because he I just, said if he
1: doesn't win, he's going to move out of the country, so
0: And the real question is, okay, but no other country wants you. Who? Well, uh, Korea maybe. He don't That's want him either. Him. He does not want him. Y'all and not not, not even uh Russia. They don't want him. Y'all this year's been crazy. He's that he's, he's beneath them. You know what I mean? They're they're looking at him like you're crazy. Like for real, for real crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But we didn't get to talk about which we'll we'll discuss that next on our next show topic. Um, we didn't get to talk about our new show alert. We have to um continue with your honor. Um, it's heating up, y'all. That's Sundays on Showtime. So good. And um, this last Sunday actually was really, really interesting. We'll talk about that next time too. Um, the debut of Tiger, his two-part documentary. oh what is it on? Oh my gosh, it's Tell on. What's it it's on. on HBO Max. But like the first five seconds is like his father speaking. Um, I think Tiger was like a teenager and and his father was talking about you know that he would you know basically to excuse his emotions, but he does get emotional speaking about his son and he believe you know just all these things that he continues to say about tiger and while he's saying this, it cuts to um him being barefoot in the in the police station with the bald and being arrested after his ninety five <laughs> girlfriends. <sighs> And it's like, it's like a really, actually, it's a really, really deep. I think that's the assignment for next week because then it just really navigates again, you know, the first, the first um, six years of your formative, you know, are, are, are your formative years of development. And, you know, it goes back to Tiger starting to play golf, you know, his father teaching him when he was like 10 months old.
1: Yeah, and, it goes, and it goes and it
0: shows that and it, they show that and, but it also shows what his father was doing in those years because mm. his father had a whole bunch of girlfriends too. Mm.
1: And you know, now he's teaching, you know, now Child, his, his
0: father was bringing the women on the golf course and having sex with them on the golf course in the camper. I mean, it's really deep, right? Which no. is
1: what, and this is talk about generational curses, not necessarily a curse, mm, but mm, gen,
0: mm. like you know, was... it's
1: ge, not not only genetics are, are, can be passed down; it's also a part of your soul and your spirit, and what you allow your kids to experience, see, and what you
0: teach them. M mm-hmm. new show alert: Tiger, two part documentary series, HBO Max. Thank you for joining. You can um, please follow us, the M and D show, on Instagram. It's Bianca Banks on Instagram and all social platforms. And you can follow me, Jazz Nation, on
3: Instagram.
0: And Justice Singleton.
1: um, At The Real Poetic Justice.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Have your tacos. Lead up, got me thinking, babe.
3: Tell me if you're with it, because I'm with it, babe. I haven't heard from you, and I'm in it, babe. Just tell me what to do and I get it, babe. Gucci and Prada, trippy crib in the middle of the night. I don't let you miss me as I put it down right now, babe. I can put you on a flight. You know that a nigga like me can change your life, oh, babe.